0: Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. I went and saw Neil Finn a couple of years ago and he goes, anyone here like to get up on stage and play piano with me? This guy outside goes, oh yeah, I'll have go. So he gets him up. Yes. And then he goes, have you ever played piano before? And he goes, oh, nah. <laughs> he goes, oh, well, do you know where a C is? He goes, nah. He goes, oh, well, that one there, that's a C. Just keep pressing that one. <laughs> <laughs> just keep pressing that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Bon Jovi sound checking. we got to see this. But then we hear a um, guy whistling into a microphone. Yeah. It was John. And he goes, the kids can stay. We're like, oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks, Johnny.
1: It was a small theatre. And we went upstairs and there was a photo of Dire Straits who mm. did their very first rock palace there in 1982. Oh, wow. Which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back.
0: (laughs) Holy shit. Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers, and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. It is a cold one in Melbourne today. Let me tell you, winter isn't coming. It is here, or at least that's how it feels. Um, But, uh, you know. At least it's not going to last for years like it does in the Seven Kingdoms man, you know, anyone watching Game of Thrones, hey, eh, season 8, don't worry. If you're not up to date, I won't give anything away, but I'm pretty stoked that it's back. I uh, yeah, I bit the bullet though. I had just signed up for Foxtel Go so I can just watch it each week. I don't I don't want to, you know, try and you know, acquire it, uh, you know, in a nefarious way. I'm just, I just want to sit on the couch, hit play and know that it will work. So I uh, yeah, I went that route um, and uh, we're a week late. So <laughs> I actually got to watch the first two episodes back to back and oh man, is there some good stuff in there. But uh, that's all I say. That is all I will say. And of course, This week is Avengers Endgame. It comes out, man. Oh, my God. Another huge pop culture phenomenon coming to a conclusion. So I'm super excited about that as well. So this time next week, we'll know all about that. We'll know what happens. And I hope it is a fulfilling conclusion. This week, I caught up with Julian James once again. Singer from many bands, including Millionaire's Club, Thunderstag, The Shine. uh, And also, you know him from Wrestle Rock. Uh, Our conversation went for over two hours. So this is part two of my conversation with Julian. Um, And stick around to the end to hear Julian and myself geek out over wrestling figures and hear the first ever unboxing, live unboxing on the podcast. It gets pretty hilarious. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcast app on your Android device. And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. You can check out all the other awesome podcasts. Podcasts on their network at au. There is some coarse language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with the kids, it might be a good idea to throw on PJ Masks. PJ Masks, it's a PJ mask. Uh, and then once they're dropped off at their grandparents' place, put Art of Turing back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. If you smell what The
1: Rock is cooking,
0: Episode 53 of Art of During is brought to you this week by The Rock's Cookbook. Ever wanted to cook just like the great one? Want to learn how to recreate The Rock's famous strudel in your very own home? We've smelled what The Rock is cooking, but now it's time to taste it as well. Drop everything and head out and grab your very own copy of The Rock's Cookbook. Inside, you'll learn how to cook such tasty, classic rock. Uh, rock recipes like the Rock bottom pie and uh, the Rock's most electrifying ribs. Remember to order now and get your very own people's chef hat and spatula personally signed by The Rock. Limited to the first 100 customers. The Rock's cookbook, where you can not only smell what The Rock is cooking, but taste it too. La, 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 la. All right, sizzlers. I threw up the image and the rules to win the John Cena figure for the one-year anniversary uh, of uh, the Art of Touring. But as of this moment, no one claimed it. I don't get it. All you had to do was, you know, message me and say that you'd, you know, subscribe to the podcast and you could tell me, you know, what the sponsor was last week. It was John Cena's Invisibility Invisibility School, but no one did it. So you know what? I'm going to make this John Cena figure the official mascot for the show. He'll be incorporated somehow into every promotional photo for the podcast. I'm going to raise the value of this figure and raise it to a uh, 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 legend status. I'm going to incorporate it and make it part of the art of touring lore, the L O R E, yeah, of the art of touring podcast. And uh, once there's some excitement over this specific figure, I may decide to put him up for grabs for another giveaway. So sorry, Sizzlers, you've missed your chance. You can't take home John Cena now. But keep listening and he may reappear sometime down the track. So uh, uh, keep on listening to find out how one day you may get to... um, I'm going to unbox him. You know what? I'm going to unbox him right now. Um, I'm going to get out my phone. I'm going to sh- shoot a short video here of me unboxing this figure, all right? And you uh, I'm going to set this up right here in the podcast studio, all right? This is the live unboxing, everybody, for this John Cena. No one wanted him, but now I'm going to unbox him, all right? And he's going to be in every photo. Every guest is going to either hold this or I'll hold him. He'll be in it. All right, and then someone will take him home eventually. Oh, yeah. John Cena doesn't say that. What does he say that? You can't see me. That's what he says. Check it. Boom. Never give up. Hustle. Loyalty. Respect. (laughs) All right. So there you go. I've just made that short video. That will be up on the Art of Turing podcast Instagram page. This figure will be part of Art of Turing's law for many, many weeks to come, and then eventually you'll get to take him home. Uh, Well, it will be sent to your house. There you go. All right, let's get back on track. Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. Uh, If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Before I get into my uh, part two of my conversation with Julian, I'd like to share with you some of his music. This is a track by the band The Shine, which he used to be in, and it's called Heavy Gretel. Get around it. Welcome, welcome to, welcome to Big, welcome to Big Daddy's, welcome to Big Daddy's Burgers. Welcome to Big Daddy's Burgers, this is Julian speaking, may I take your order please? G'day mate, I'll have an extra large server, rock and roll, thank you very much. And there you go. That's just a taste of uh, that track, Heavy Gretel, um, by The Shine. And now here is the stunning conclusion to my conversation with Julian James.
1: Just remember, wow, that went from a flat gig to, and, yeah. and then Impress and beta to writing about it. Yeah. So again. how much
0: longer after that did the band like continue for? Uh, so
1: it was, kept going for a few years. And then once we're, we, so we start to looking at doing a first full length album because mm-hmm. we've done like five EPs and uh, then an offer came up to go to the States. Wow. And I'm like, oh, I like the albums, we've got the album, it's, um, you know, everything's starting to, we can go to the States within Mm. the next eight months with an album. Mm. This is going to be, you know, huge. And then everything slowly started falling apart. We had some of the guys couldn't go commit to, oh, I don't know if I can get out of work and we, oh, maybe we get fill-ins. And even then I knew, no, and I think Ivka was talking about it with you, uh, on the show saying, if you get the fill-ins, it, you're either all in or none in. Yeah. I thought that's going to be hard to recover from if, uh, oh, when you guys played in the States, oh, I wasn't, I didn't do that gig with them. I just thought, no, we all go together or we don't. This is going to segregate all, yeah. the band. Yeah, And then, uh, so that was a bit of a, a point. Pl- and, you know, I understand back, back then you, in hindsight, you go, okay, well, people have you know, I've got a girlfriend I've moved in with and... Yeah, you know, You've got to respect that, but back then, mm. you know, you were like, oh, come on, I thought we were... You, a it's a different thing, but you look back and go, all right, some people just can't put their life on hold to go and do this do as much like as we wanted to. Yeah. So it was a bit frustrating. Yeah. And then, so I was like, oh, that's one thing. And then around that same time, I started getting voice problems, like oh, really right. bad. Like right. And I'd just given up smoking, and all of a sudden, I've got voice problems, oh. and to getting second song in, to the gig and you're cutting out really and like oh no what's going on and went and got checked out and they put the camera up my nose An endoscopy. And, uh, yeah the endo yeah and i just remember the guy going well it's not as bad as it looks and i said why how's it look and he goes well it looks terrible and i'm thinking is this the smoking's caught up with me because i only stopped once i was a casual smoker but then yeah. in the space of a couple years i became a chain smoker that's uh-huh. when i was like this has got to stop maybe from oh you don't smoke on the day of a gig i'd be all right we're going on stage now and putting it out a cigarette out like i was chaining and then in the last song as soon as we finished straight in again that's i've got to get i've got to quit so i quit eventually and then started getting the voice problems They said oh no your voice box is almost a write-off and i'm like but this is and they said because i'd given up smoking i'd had more lung power now so i'm pushing that i've got like a V8 engine now in my lungs so oh. that the, the, the actual voice box couldn't handle it. There was too much now. I've got too much lung capacity and they were saying oh, you're right. going to re- have to go to speech therapist which I had to when I was young. When I was saying I couldn't talk I had a chicken and chips. I used to talk like that right. and I had to go to a speech therapist and yeah, that, that's when i've had too many drinks when i start talking like this again it comes <laughs> so uh, all this all, and this is all happening at that same time right so we going. oh we and we'd had a couple lineup changes a few new guys in mm-hmm. that was great mm. good and the band's like we're starting a vibe now the we're doing the album at hot house and everyone's vibing and even the guy recording it, it's like you've got something here and we knew it you, you know when you you're recording it and you go this this it's going to kick ass and it's you're confident cool. with it. You know, it's good. Whereas the other CDs and they oh yeah, that's all right. Put it out. And you listen to it a few years later and go, what are we thinking? thinking? Whereas yeah. this time, I go, no, this is good. We right. know we've got something good here. Yeah, yeah. And um so yeah, everything starts falling apart. And then mm. it just got to the point of, oh, let's, I don't, unless we can do this, I don't want to continue. Right. And uh, the final gig was opening for Airborne at a sold-out hi-fi bar. Right. And after that, I was like, you know what? That's a good one to leave it on. Yes. Let's pull the plug on this. And I think the thinking at the time was, let's just pull the plug on it for now because we'd keep saying, oh, let's have a break. But then we'd get off at a gig and, oh, so we uh, we just need to, you know, and we'd, at this point, it's 13 years. Yes. They're playing everywhere, not saying no to a gig. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to take it to the next level mm. and... Uh, we put out a press release again and the Herald Sun put it on the back of their entertainment guide with a big yeah. Melbourne rock star What's the Shine have called it a day after 13 years. We We're like, man, we better actually let this be for a while because, again, people are going, oh, it's part of their wrestling shtick yeah. and then they're going to say, here's the album. you know, And we put in there that the album is going to be left shelved. Right. And, you know, that was all ready to go. Pretty much, the, it wasn't finished, but we'd you know titled it uh, "Irresistible yep. Force," yeah. and um, you know it's going to come out in the next few months. And that was just left; everything was just left, and then you know a year, people go, oh, "You got to do one more gig. You've got to do it." And it's like, no, nah, it's. Ship it's sailed, a, you know, and yeah. even still now, people going, "Oh, guys, should get back together and do one more gig." You think, yeah, it looks like a good idea on paper. Like, right. oh, we'll do one more gig. So for starters, a lot of people that were coming to those gigs don't go to gigs anymore. They're married and they got kids, so that sure. scene's not there. That anymore. when we played a ding dong and it'd be packed. Yeah, that's not there. And I said, secondly, I kind of like people leaving it with people thinking we were better than what we were. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a gig and go, oh, you know what? <laughs> I weren't really that good. <laughs> and back then we were playing so much we'd rehearse two days a week tuesdays yeah. and fridays we'd two do like 10 till 5 like a full day of rehearsal Jesus. so we were a well-oiled machine so we could go out there after half a bottle of jack daniels yeah because we were just you know I, how was the gig i can't remember i was shit-faced but everyone played we got through it and yeah. it wasn't like oh they Destroyed that It could have probably been a bit better. Yeah, yeah. But we rehearsed hard. And so, wow. as far as I oh, get back, the one thing we do think about, and we touch on it like every year, oh, maybe finishing the album because it costs a bomb to mm. do. That studio is not cheap when you're paying for quality and thinking, well, most of it's done. Right. It's probably like 85% done. It's probably cheaper just to go and pay the money to finish doing it and then at least doing something with it. Otherwise, it's just money we've flushed down the.
0: Toilet. Toilet, yeah.
1: Yeah, and now with like iTunes, there's new platforms and that. And even my sister said to me once, she goes, there's nothing of you guys online. It's like you didn't exist because yeah. it was just before the whole, uh, I think we had a MySpace page yes. and we broke up and then social media explodes. So there's really barely Not a trace and we'll almost think, oh, let's, we should finish that album. Yeah. Bag it up with some of the other tracks from the other seat and at least go like, look, there's something to show for 13 years' work
0: for for some posterity, man. Yeah, you or otherwise there's just nothing.
1: Yeah, we we keep touching on it, and I yeah. keep saying the longer you leave it, the harder it is to. But then I go, ah, oh, it, it, it'll happen. But mm. it's just doing it. It's mm. like pretty much the vocals have got to... like, and I'd done all those gang vocals. Sure, I'd probably have to rewrite the lyrics because I wouldn't be able to remember what what was I bloody singing here? I don't have that notebook anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, there right, might right. be some dummy tracks, but I think just some guitar leads and the vocals were all that had to it be, be done. done and it was sounding yeah. epic. Like even the sonics of it, we were going, this is sounding huge mm. as that you get when you pay that good money for a good studio Yeah, yeah. with good equipment. And he... That hot house there, the the sounds he pulled were just phenomenal. Yeah, and the-
0: I've, I have experienced something similar to that. The the mm. last band that I played in Smokestack Rhino, we we had been working on an album for about twelve months, and we right. um, we we'd demoed up all of the songs um, at Studio One B, mm. um, and then we had gone into um, record. We recorded, I think three tracks and we actually released one of them as a single mm. but there was other two songs that we we recorded up but were never released okay. and I really I really dug them mm. but um yeah I um, unfortunately left that band and now so all of those tunes it's like mm. I've got nothing to do with mm. those tunes now yeah you know and I put a lot of energy into yeah. those songs you know and now they're just in the ether yeah um, and that's the thing. At least if they're online, they're yeah. out there.
1: Someone might discover them or, or you know. Whatever. Yeah, they're there. They exist. They Whereas exist. if they're in the. Thing at the studio, it's yeah. Just now money it's, in the toilet,
0: exactly. And yeah, with frustrating. really
1: even the structure of the songs, there was like a different band. Mm. We started writing different. Yeah, uh, I'd stop playing guitar because, as I said, I'd broken my hand. So we got yeah. in a second tell me guitar. how you did that. I got dude. in a little scuffle.
0: You did on stage?
1: <laughs> no, this one was after a gig. After a gig, yeah, and at a venue. Ah uh, no! In the city, coming home one morning oh, after a no. gig early one morning, and I saw someone with their hands around this kid's throat and stuck my nose in where I shouldn't have. Oh. And but, you know, no regrets. But really, probably should have probably not laid it in as hard as I did. Well, I got I got attacked first, so it was self defence, Your Honour. Yeah, yeah. But then they um yeah, the, and this is a week before we just, the Shine had gotten the gig to open for the darkness, who had just exploded. Oh, dude.
0: Yeah, and so
1: everyone's like, oh, the darkness is sort of doing that glammy thing. Oh, it's a no-brainer. The Shine have got to open for them. Yeah. So what we were doing now, people are sort of going, oh, the darkness are cool. Oh, maybe the Shine's not as bad as we thought. Yeah. And so we got the gig. Oh, someone contacted us and said, oh, you guys have got to open for the darkness. So we wow. get that.
0: I love the darkness, man. Yeah, and
1: this is just... They sold out the Corner Hotel. I think they were doing the big day out, and this was the side show. And did you get to do it? Yeah, we did the gig, but a week before it, I break my hand. So so. you didn't play guitar, you just sang? Yeah, but we're like, oh, what do we do with guitarists? But they wanted to... uh, because I'd pushed this knuckle back into my wrist, and later on, they found there was another break here, which they never noticed until I was in the uh, physio. Yeah. Saying, like, Oh, my wrist is really sore, and they're making me do weights just because it's just the muscles coming back, and I'm sweating. Oh, I'm in a lot of pain. And then they examined the x ray again and said, Oh, there was a second break we didn't see. Oh, shit. Like, yep, that would have been the pain on one of the knuckles. So, um, I messaged the guys in the band on the old Nokia 5110, I think. I, I'm in the hospital. I think I may have broken my hand.
0: Oh, my gosh. And
1: my first thing is, what are we going to do about the guitar? For, and it wasn't a thing of, oh, well, just don't sing because we started doing the thing with the guitar harmonies a little bit and I'm backing up Pete who's, you know, shredding away. Yeah. We thought, wow, the sound's really going to bottom out without yes. that. And so we contact uh, a guy named Zach Zedrus who's currently in Chocolate Starfish. hmm we we're like do you reckon you can learn like 13 songs in like a couple of days mm. and, got, and he was like yeah so he did one rehearsal with us i think the night before wow and at the hospital when they'd said oh you've broken your hand we'll put you in for surgery uh next friday morning i said i i've got a gig that night like sold out gig um am i going to be right or you know be under, and i said well I can't get surgery that morning and they said well we can't do it till the week after yeah. so well it's got to wait then so i had my hand plastered up like this oh my with my knuckles in the back of my wrist on a shitload of painkillers and jack daniels <gasps> and my hands in the plaster and once again impress write something about it they used to have a column who got married who'd been divorced who'd been hospitalized and i made we put out a email about it and i'd been it, made it into the hospitalized section julian james with a broken hand under the bit that says divorced ben affleck and jennifer lopez and my brother goes
0: who the hell are you to be getting in
1: there under ben affleck because <laughs> like, i just put it out there fun. and if they yeah, if they pick it up and oh um God. so once again people are thinking oh this is more of their shtick now he's yeah. faking an injury and the andy kaufman thing yeah too so i'm doing the gig <laughs> plastered on painkillers and i uh, uh, cast and wear a um, silver sequined sling. sling so i'm up there looking like freaking Liberace <laughs> on painkillers with the jack daniels we've got a guitarist who we've you know there's a one rehearsal with us and it's our biggest gig we've ever done yeah and we one of those where we knocked it out of the park we often had that thing where it's in, you sink or swim sure nine times out of ten we swum but yeah, i yeah. think sometimes when it's like anything in life, it's like the pressure's on now. You either deliver and knock it out of the park, or you burn the house down. Yeah, and I think that's good. Sometimes that gives you that extra. You dig down a little deeper because you sure. go, all right. We're in trouble here. I'm going to pull something spectacular out of my ass, and the magic either falls into your hands or it doesn't. Yeah, and yeah. And thank God that day. And I can't remember the gig because I was wow. like, you know, I was in a lot of pain. Pain, shit, shit. And just thinking, I you know, trying to. I remember my girlfriend at the time putting on the spray on leather pants that i'd wear on stage and it's <laughs> like because i'd take myself into them taping me oh let's go and yeah, yeah. i get my slang and my cast and eating the painkillers like they were peanuts and oh my gosh the darkness being like um oh, i can use our dressing room they use the dressing room there in the corner we're not coming till as we play this is at sound check yeah so the them and their manager said oh so you can use guys are free to use the band room well that's nice of them yeah but then after we came off stage they're in the band room so they've turned up as we played we get ushered straight out the back door into the car park which is fine it's their gig yeah but it was so quick that like 10 minutes after the gig we're in the car park getting changed you know getting out of wet gig clothes yeah getting changed in the cold quiet dark car park where we go 10 minutes ago we were playing to a sold out venue now we're in the car park in our underpants That
0: is bizarre. and we were
1: all laughing and then as we came off, Pete goes, did you see Lars? And I'm, Lars, Lars who? We're, we only know one Lars yeah. goes, Lars Ulrich, I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, Lars was standing on the side of the stage as we came off because I was Ugh. and you couldn't see and I just got What was the, he doing the, there? there? He was there to watch the darkness he had a bodyguard with him and Pete I said, are you sure? He goes, Pete goes, I was like uh, hey, Lars. And he just went, hey, man. And, and they're pushing us out the door. Thank you. Good night. Uh, uh, that way. Oh, my so God. So it happened so quick that I was like, what are you talking about? So Dude. he was there. So that was just wild. Like our heads were spinning afterwards. Like, and
0: did, after you got changed, did you get to go back? Yeah, in? we went back in. Oh, okay. Cool. But just to yeah. get
1: changed. And, and you you know, get changed, once yeah, they right. were
0: on stage, then we could go
1: back into the band room. But uh, okay, we need yeah, to yeah, respect. Yeah. And it wasn't them being dicky rock stars. It's just like, no, this is the thing well, the of the venue so yeah we were fine with it we were yeah, like oh thanks enough. for yeah. letting us use the band room at the beginning it's their night We're you know yeah. and they weren't pricks they were like actually really nice guys yeah, and all man. that and at the end of the night came up oh you know where's a geezer with the broken arm and, like, oh, really? goes me and <laughs> yeah. they were like all nice guys it was yeah. all, uh, all pretty funny but no, they um,
0: they um my my brother-in-law he actually Uh, ended up living with the drummer Ed in London for about six months Mm. to 12 months' time, yeah. And um, they were doing a tour. This was, um, I think, for the Hot Cakes album. Um, And uh, he was nice enough because they became good mates, you know. Mm. So they they sorted tickets for us to go. And we had already bought tickets, because I was a fan of the Was darkness. that
1: here, the darkness? Yeah. Here, was that the one at the... Because then they came back like a year. Was that the one? Um, oh, this was quite a few at the years
0: palace? after. No, this this was for hotcakes. So this was like oh, know, 10 years after. It was Maybe? the forum. Yeah, I
1: went to that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you mm. go. I was at that show. Right. And so um, we, we were able to meet Ed, um, uh, the drummer, mm. and, um, and Justin Hawkins came out. And Ed was so cool he was like he had a little digital camera with him right and he goes to justin he goes justin do you mind just taking a photo of of me and um these guys these are the sisters these are the sisters of james uh, and because Justin obviously knew James as well he just turns and he goes oh these are the sisters <laughs> like That's a, they were so like english
1: gentlemen like so, oh well, that's so brilliant isn't it that's yeah like beautiful. it was just, just yeah. hilarious and,
0: and he, he said to us you know oh what are you do you he goes to us, what are you doing after this and we just go oh we're just going to go to macca's you know get some macca's <laughs> on the way home and then just crash you know yeah. and he goes macca's what's that <laughs> and we go yeah, you know, McDonald's, he goes, Oh Mickey D's <laughs> 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 Apparently that's what they call it over right, there. Yeah,
1: I've heard Mickey D's. Mickey D's, yeah. on, on the way out we're you know, we're loading out of the corner and you can sort of back the car in, the bass player had some shit box and as he says in Ferris Bueller, I don't have a shit box, so no disrespect to your shit box. Yeah. And we're loading the gear and they were just standing around at the end of the night having a cigarette and Um, the bass player said, I really wanted you guys to autograph something, but I've got nothing. And Justin was like, well, I've got a texter. If you can find something for you to autograph, you know, the bass player looks around Jeff and he just goes, oh, maybe just autograph my car. That's <laughs> so they all sign his car. And then like he, a couple of weeks later, he's like, oh, I've got to sell my car. And it's got the fucking darkness autographs <laughs> on it. So I don't know if that's going to fetch you any more money. More or less. And I'd put a sticker on this same car. We always laughed at it. I found a sticker and it just had um, proud to be Calabrese on it. Really? And put it on his the back of the car where the darkness had ordered. And the bass player wasn't Calabrese, he's Maltese. <laughs> but he goes, the number of Are people. it? Me, no, 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 I'm not. I just found this sticker and thought I was whacking on his oh, car. Right, but he was right, saying right, he'd right. be driving around, people'd be turning, Yeah hey, bro, I'm Calibraza, <laughs> yeah. And he'd be just giving him the thumbs up, like, right yeah, on, yeah, right on, yeah. brother. But, That's hilarious. Uh, so this car with a you know, was some brown monstrosity <laughs> with a tape player. And it's got a proud to be Calabresi sticker, sticker on it, on and it. it's autographed by The Darkness. Yeah, it selling, I could see it on eBay now for sale. Car, autographed by yeah, UK rock group The Darkness.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so cool, man. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Before we do finish up, I do really want to talk I touch thought we were on, just getting started. Right? I thought this I was just the pre show. Can you imagine? We're about we're about an hour and a half in, Sorry, so we're doing I pretty trail good, off. Man. No, dude, okay. it's great. These are great stories, but I do want to kind of pick your brain a little bit about Wrestle Rock. Yeah, yeah, um, because you did mention how you did start getting involved in wrestling, going mm. up to Sydney as a manager for that um, that one wrestler, but then. Um, is Wrestle Rock your baby or yeah. did you, it was okay yeah, tell us about it Well how, the how concept
1: started. wasn't mine that was bl- basically and blatantly stolen from what they did in St Kilda called rock and roll wrestling okay. and that was the first then that was the first time I'd seen live wrestling like from growing up watching it on TV Yeah and then at uh, moving down here at 18 or 19 so oh, mm. that Prince of Wales do a night and they've got bands and wrestling I was like what yes. and the band was the Powder Monkeys who they came on stage, I was like oh my God, this is freaking amazing. This yeah. band. Well, again, one of those bands at 30 seconds like if they were today here and they were one of those bands that toured Europe. Anyway, I'll try and stay on track with That's that. Okay. But um so uh yeah, went to that and uh, I guess ten or so years later, and it's around this time when I was saying about uh, we're booking bands at the Green Room and starting yes. and as this period's going on and we're getting more bands, we're contacting more venues to do more nights and we're doing nights and uh oh, one place where well, i think at ding dong we were going to do like a rock night okay. another venue we're going to do this and then we started talking to the corner hotel can we do a band night oh yeah cool and getting a dialogue going with them mm. and then they were like yeah the band thing's cool but what else have you got like we like to do different stuff i think they just had like puppetry of the penis there so they oh, were doing sort of, we want of. something a bit, you know, have you got anything else? And I just flippantly went, well, we could do like that, uh, what they do it did in St Kilda years ago, rock and roll wrestling, like the bands and the wrestling. And I went, okay. And then the, the next day ran up said, yeah, we want to do the bands and the wrestling. Here's the date. And I was like, no, I didn't mean us. I didn't mean for us to do. I was just throwing out an idea yeah. of what you could do or <laughs> yeah. what could be done. And they were like, here's the date. And So I was... Again, sink or swim. Oh my gosh. And I'd never run a wrestling show. I'd been on the show. I was turned up and here's what you're doing tonight. And there's your pay at the end of it. And just, yeah, cool. I don't know what goes into that. So all of a sudden, it's like, all right, first thing we need is a ring and probably some wrestlers. The band's (laughs) no problem.
0: Yeah, band's easy. And then it
1: quickly all started coming together when you've got the firing range pointing the pistols at you. We better get our shit together quick. And it came together enough that it worked and we kept going so we got to i think uh, who was it the first one the acdc tribute band yeah and we hired the ring got the talent we got some identities that were involved from the wrestling shows i'd been on Yep. i was like oh that'd be maybe we'll get them on the people we were getting involved say oh all right well how about we get this guy who does mikey J. Who gets? Who does our video production, and we can use the screens there. Oh, didn't think of that. So yeah, I've got right. like Chris Fresh and Rowan Herb Street, who'd done some of the shows we were on at the All Star Cafe at Crown. We're doing rest, live wrestling once a month, right. so I was doing that. So oh, maybe he can help out because that had finished. So just pulling a few resources, and yes. so we had this ragtag bunch of misfits. It was like Wayne Stock, you know. <laughs> Let's see if we can pull this <laughs> pull off. Pull this off, yeah. And uh, one of the big things was oh we've got to do live commentary that was sort of being outlawed at the – not outlawed, up, but phased out at the time oh. because, um, you know, WWE would come and do their house shows and, oh, yeah. there's no commentary here. Yeah, yeah It's strange. on TV, but people were used to hearing it. Hearing it, of And course. that rock and roll wrestling, they would had a li- a guy doing live commentary. The PA, so I said, man. we'll do that. Yeah, And so Chris Fresh and I did that and just turned into two idiots basically being like either Bill and Ted – or Wayne and Garth or the two guys on the Muppets, Waldorf and Stutler. So we're just making <laughs> comments about it and it turns into, you know, like a comedy thing from our end, but you're getting yeah. good wrestling in the ring from the the best talent in Australia. Sure. And you're getting rock bands and that started uh, basically from there progressed and then, oh, now we can sell DVDs of the shows which is now online at oh. MCW On Demand. They've got our library now and is so it's right? all online even from the first shows which we sort of cringe watching yeah. not only what we were doing but what we were saying. It's <laughs> like, so, yeah, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. But then you've got a it's an over 18 show in a pub so you're deliberately saying things to, oh, you can't say that. Yeah, comedy. Re-action. But then um, people want to make complaints or something. It's like you're coming to a wrestling show in an over-18s venue and you're going to complain about being offended. You do. Like We'd get the occasional complaint. And then I think about uh, a few years ago, I think we sort of got to the 10-year period and it petered off a bit and we stopped doing them for a while. I think we took two or three years off. Mm. And then once MCW started taking off, we met with them and they were going to put their machine behind it. Like right. we want to do wrestle rock. Okay, cool. We've got the machine behind us now. Yeah. So after three years and it's that thing of all well, times have changed. Now that's a PC environment. We might not be able to say and do what we did Back a then. few years ago, which became the shtick of the comeback show. Cause we were saying our bullshit might not fly like it did. 10 years ago when we started doing this, the the scenes, the world's changed. Yeah, and and then working that in as part of the shtick and the storyline coming back of here's what we can't say. Right. And they're doing that on the, like how are we going to be funny without being what, having to watch what we say. And then it turned into a bit of a thing of, you know, if this was the old wrestle rock, I would have said, but I won't say that now (laughs) because this is a new PC era. So we, Took that on board because everyone yeah. was saying, like, oh, yeah, how are you guys gonna get away with some of that crap you used to say? Yeah, so oh, we'll tackle it head on and make that a bit of the shtick of yeah. the thing of how are we going to survive in this PC environment? Sure, and now the shows are back on and uh, yeah, back to a regular thing now. That's and cool, um man. getting bands on, and uh, mm. but we'd have bands like Electric Mary did yeah, it. And, I remember
0: uh, I would go see Mary play, and I reckon. Nine times out of ten, um, Venom on the drums would be wearing his Wrestle Rock shirt Yeah, <laughs> and Jack
1: Jones. I remember Jack Jones did a show because he was in Electric Mary at the time. He was? Did a show at um, the Palms at Crown. Yep. And he had his Wrestle Rock shirt yeah, on. That I'm thinking, man, mate, we should send him a new one. That's going to be 10 years old. <laughs> but So the uh, poster was out there. But then on the Ticketek website, because I went to show someone and he posted a link. And I said, look at this. He's wearing a Wrestle Rock shirt. Yeah. And when I went to the link on the Ticketek page, they blacked out the Wrestle Rock logo. Oh, so I really? think it was just that thing no matter what it was because yeah. they don't know what it is. So we better black that better out. Black in case. that Yeah, you know, like I think, uh, who was it? Matt Sorum, when he was on that metal show with Eddie Trunk and he dropped a line about his favourite porn site being com, And they said, <laughs> uh, yeah. and He just said, oh, yeah, I love going on to com, And they said, because he said that on air the amount of actual traffic not arse traffic that went to that site the site collapsed <laughs> 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 and so and then i watched the replay on VH1 yeah. later that week and then they they'd bleeped out when he what said arse traffic cuz they're like no we can't cuz the these places aren't you know and you're not getting paid and the implication and uh, the Conan O'Brien show he made a joke once saying about um Something about oh yeah, and you go to my website, hornymanatee.com, and he just did it as a gag. And the yeah. writers came to him, or he, the legal, what do they call it, uh, standards and practices, yeah. came to him and said, you're not allowed to say websites that you don't know, and we've just checked that domain's free, so we have to purchase that domain now. Oh my god! And it comes back to that thing of anything could happen. All right, he could say hornymanatee.com on air, and it could be a vulgar website and he's just promoted on the show. Yeah, so they said we have right. to buy that domain name now, name now so it doesn't fall into, into the wrong, the wrong hands. hands. So then that became a whole thing that they put up wild, this lunacy on horny but I don't now I don't know how we got on that. Now we're talking From about Wrestle Rock traffic. And, oh um, yeah. And so yeah. yeah all the Wrestle Rock stuff and just yeah. um yeah, getting bands like Jack Jones, The Five, Venoms. Like oh, they the, were
0: so good. They were
1: amazing. Those Asian guys. The Asian dudes. guys. Oh like my, what Judas happened to them, priest. dude? I think they ba- basically got their degrees and I think they're probably all doctors and lawyers now. Because I they remember were they were just uni guys great and they band. were amazing musicians. They were
0: ridiculously good.
1: And they did that because their English wasn't good. And we'd do yeah. the things, the um, okay, interviews for the street press with them mm. and I think Impress had that standard thing one of the questions was if there was a fire in your share house what's the first thing you would grab yeah. and the singer answered I would grab the fire out of my share house and we thought that was hilarious <laughs> and I was because his English wasn't that good I was saying to him that night at Wrestle Rock, when you put that about the share trying to Ask him, did do you realise how funny that was, or did you not? Man, he was just going. Oh yes, I would grab uh, fire out of the sharehouse. So I'm still not sure. <laughs> Does he know me. that, or is he working me? Am I getting worked here? So because I was saying that was so funny and funny, brilliant. Yeah. What's the and it's so metal. Yeah, if your sharehouse yeah. was on fire, what's the first thing you would grab? I would grab the fire out of yeah. the sharehouse. <laughs> Uh, but they were great who else did we have on there we'd have like bands uh, a lot of them probably aren't even around now Mm -hmm. I mean there was like Sin City they were a punk thing at the time I think they're some of them are in a, a band called Wolfpack now. Yeah. Uh, Mammoth, Mammoth. We had a, Ivka's then. band that, that when he was talking to you about these Motley Crew tribute, tribute band, they did it as the Motley Crew tribute band. Because yeah. I think we were started off on the tribute bands, then went to original bands. Right. We had Kiss Joya play when we did the hi fi bar. Of so that we makes upgraded sense. to the. High fiber, we had the Queen show play. Yeah. We had, um, trying to think it was some of the other it like Because every
0: six months you were doing a show, like it was, yeah, really and we got burnt out really real quick
1: because it was like four knuckleheads yeah. running it yeah. and just not keeping up. And yeah. it was like again, and, and in those first shows, we'd be there setting up the ring. Yeah. And so we'd get there at 10 in the morning. The first show we set up 10 in the morning, we mm. were there with the guy showing us, grab this to sh- set up the ring. then being there till like 10 o'clock that night when it's time to go on and do the show. We did that. Yeah, we did the show. We pulled it off, go out, celebrate. And then we'd have to be back at the corner at 7 a.m. the next morning to take the ring down down. that took like four hours. And that was before I was like, all right, well, maybe we can pay people to do this that it got to now. Like now I can turn up at four or five in the afternoon and the crew who are amazing, they've set everything up. The lights, we bring in the light trusses. Like now it's like... Then having the MCW machine behind it. Yeah. So that's all that all taken care of. You know, we've got a really good crew. Like, they're amazing. Mm. That, um, the setup of it now and just the production. And wow. we've had people, you know, interstate say, oh, yeah, we could come and do one in Brisbane. It's like, eh, we could. And we probably will. Like, yeah. now the option's there, but it would. some people would contact us just thinking, oh, you just do your restaurant. Like, we've got to bring everyone with, you know, because this is a good... Now I think it's quality production. Yeah. And other people have tried to do it. Oh, you just started wrestling some bands and it didn't quite work. It's like, yeah, but we've got people, we've got a lighting guy who knows what he's doing. We've got the guy, um, Jace Hare, who he would do the uh, sound for The Shine. He was our sound guy for like, 13 years yeah he's doing he's running the mics he's turning up with cordless mics we've he got people who about. know we're paying people not just it's not just throwing a ring in the pub and not oh, getting mm. a band and oh yeah we can do a wrestling show no there's a lot more that goes a lot of hard work goes into making it look easy yeah. and even the guys who write the shows they're very they put a lot of care and effort into that and because of the fans you make one wrong Thing storyline wise and they're like hang on but on the show before that he did this now that doesn't make so they've got everything's with a fine tooth and making it so it works that that you're popping that crowd at the end of it and they're going home going wow that was awesome yeah not just oh yeah that were just like shitty and they were just doing shits and giggles yeah Yeah.
0: well that's cool man i'm looking forward to going to see that again because it was um, yeah come down it'll uh, be great um have a laugh and the uh tell me a little bit about your current um, bands that you're playing because I, I did see you um, last week play at the Cherry um, with um, the Millionaires Club mm. um, and obviously I interviewed Nick Ivkovic um, a couple of weeks back. Mm. God, I love that band, man. It's so much fun. <laughs> the Millionaires Club? Yeah, man. yeah, it's-, it's great. It kind of hits like a very specific audience it's member. It's a very niche audience. Very niche yeah. audience. But who gives a shit well, because there is enough of us in the world that, you know, like that exactly what you're doing you know those wrestling themes like my wife and i actually met i was doing a cover band gig back in 2001 i'm 21 years old i'm i'm playing you know uh my Sharona and, you know, 500 Miles and Summer of 69, all those terrible covers, right? Yeah. She gets on stage full of beans and goes, hey, can you play the DX theme song, right? Wow, this really? Is this, this is the first thing my wife said to me before. Really? Yes, yes. And your eyes met. And, yeah, and yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then
1: you said to her, are you ready? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, said, I said to her, I got no, two words we, for you. Right? <laughs> I said, no, I don't know that. But that is the coolest mm. request of all time, wow. right? Um, and so, yeah, just that that those songs um, mm. and beca- being a wrestling fan, that runs deep. Yeah, man.
1: and and it's one of those things that for years had been talked about. And I remember mm. saying to Ivka, and could we have a nickname for him, Impulsive Ivka? Yeah, because Ivka, you want to do this? Yeah, right. Really? Uh, yeah, he's like gung ho, and I sometimes. I need that. Uh, so that's why he's a good partner to me because I'll yes. have a harebrained idea. And yes. he's like, yep, let's do it. Let's do it. And before I know it, it's off to it's, the races. Oh, wow. um, wow. And it every it was on for years. Oh, I would do a wrestling. And in The Shine, we covered Sexy Boy. Oh, really? Yeah, and we just did that thinking, oh, that's funny that people don't know that it's a wrestling. Song. Song. But the people who knew it, knew it got We're the shtick. Yeah. And then... Um, when the we did the wrestle brunch the morning of the WWE show, yep. which again, oh, nightmare, you know, we're in the corner at seven in the morning setting up for a midday show. Yeah. And I'm playing and hosting the wrestling. I'm <laughs> thinking, what am I doing? And I'd done it before with The Shine, we'd done wrestle rock. Yeah. And sometimes we'd have the same band. So the band would do a 45-minute set, then we'd have an hour and a half of wrestling, and then the band would close the night with a 45-minute set. And so I'd do it with The Shine, and basically I'm on stage for like four hours. Here he is again. Now I'm seeing some songs. Now I'm out here doing the wrestling and doing getting changed in between from my shine gear, then coming out in the suit to host the wrestling. Yes. And all right, now coming up after this match, The Shine, then running back, getting <laughs> the leather pants back on and going Dude, on stage again. Double duty. Yeah, Oh, and every time thinking, I'm never doing that again. Then doing it with Thunderstag, which was the band I did after The Shine. I'm never doing that again. Yeah. And then the Wrestle Brunch thing came up, and that was when, oh, you know, this should be the thing where we do the wrestling theme band. And I remember someone on Facebook posted... Oh, so you've like,
0: only done two gigs?
1: Yeah. Oh, shit. At the Millionaire's Club, yeah. And so yeah. the first ones are sold out Corner Hotel at yeah. midday yeah. because there's 70,000 WWE fans in town going to a show five minutes down the road. Of so course. he said, if we can get the Corner that morning, and originally it was just going to be a pre-party thing mm-hmm. that we Wrestle Rock Presents Wrestle Brunch, come down, have a thing we'll it. and we didn't know what we were going to do, but it's like let's get the venue then we can work out what we want to do, do but yeah. we can't get the ring in there and then we started get once we i think we announced it first and i said that morning we're doing wrestle brunch yeah. still not knowing what we'd do we'll think of something and then we started getting a lot of uh communication from people interstate saying oh I've been dying to come to Wrestle Rock for years and I'm coming for WWE. When's it? And I'm thinking, these people are coming thinking it's the full blown Wrestle Rock show. Yeah. That's why I went, I think we've got to put a ring in there. And we're doing M C W the night before. So they've done the show there till eleven o'clock, probably gotten out of there at two in the morning, and that crew are back at the corner like seven AM the next morning to set that up and we had to be out of there by like four o'clock for when the next the night's band roll in. Of course. And you know WWE starts at like 4 so it was like if we can pull this off <laughs> and got like you know and I'm singing on top of it and yeah. doing the wrestling thing I was like oh my god what yeah, it was yeah. what was I thinking and but we we pulled it off and the crowd yeah. were just eating it up because we were thinking oh it's a midday crowd they're not going to be the wrestle rock crowd by the time we get out there they've had a few drinks it's Friday night yeah you know, they're ready to oh, this is midday on a on a I think it was a Sunday or yeah, Saturday right. whatever it was. But it's midday, but we got out there and the crowd, you know, singing along to those songs. I mean, songs. It's the perfect crowd. It's yeah. It's I was exactly worried they the might not crowd. be in the mood, but you know, yeah. when we're doing I'm just the sexy boy and the crowd are doing sexy boy. I was like, This is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, we've done a few gigs since so we probably should have rehearsed more for, but it's like one oh, of those man. fun things where so fun. if these pop up again we'll do do them. And it's Yeah. We did a gig opening for Kiss Droyer and I'm thinking Half the people there aren't going to get this, but that's going to be even funnier. They'll just be thinking, oh, this band do a quite an eclectic, blend of they did a song that sounded like motorhead and then like a rage against the machine and then something about you know that he's an ass man and he's a real american and american dream and i'm but like, i'm pretty sure they're aussie and they're called the millionaires club but they look like one guy's in spandex and <laughs> but that, again thinking oh this is uh, this Where would did be would
0: get that weird like brett the hart, hart i think he wore thing.
1: it he got it for a um like a Halloween uh, like, Yeah, party a dress-up party <laughs> yeah. and then wore it for the thing and I just thought, that's hilarious. And
0: what, what look is if I don't to know. He's We're, got like bike pants on. Yeah, bike, bike, pants on like bike, 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 bike pants on and like a
1: bike event. <laughs> <laughs> but that, it was all those funny ideas where they said to me, like, what are you going to wear? And I said, I'm going to go the Hogan thing. I'm going to yeah. wear spandex with cowboy boots and a weightlifting belt right. just because it sounds ridiculous and yeah. it's going to look ridiculous. And, and so we ball. just turned up there. No one knew what the other guy was going to look like. Sure. And then Ivka turns on. I've got bandanas for everyone. Oh, okay. I don't know if putting on fake tan before the thing. And, oh, was he really? Yeah, so I've got a video of him out the back, and he's like, oh, "Can you come here and smear this around for me?" And I'm rubbing his legs down. And go. What are we doing with our lives? What is happening. But it, it was a a fun thing, and one of the, a thing that we said, you know. One of those ideas we thought we've got to do it because if we don't, someone else is going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I'd, everyone I'd mentioned it to as a joke. Oh, doing a wrestling thing. Oh, that's I'd come and see that. That's a yeah. great idea. Yeah, man. But the only bad thing is with that band, the Millionaires Club. I said, to Tivka, this is the danger of this band. The guys in it, everyone likes each other too much. So when we get together, sometimes the work doesn't get the attention that it should. It should so for right. that, you just um, talk shit. Yeah, we'd done the wrestle brunch and then got asked to open for Kiss Troyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we better get together and we'll rehearse. And we did a Saturday day rehearsal. Yeah. All right, let's get there at midday. We've got till six. We can really tighten the setup. We got there. Everyone hadn't seen each other since that first gig. Hey, 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 God. <laughs> we sit around talking till about three o'clock. Yeah. Oh, let's get a drink. And that, oh, all right, let's run the set. We run the set for 45 minutes. Oh, let's go and get a drink. Everyone talking because we're just laughing the whole time. Sure, yeah. And then, oh, geez, it's like 5.30. Should we run the set again? Oh, maybe we can rehearse Tuesday night because we've only done it once. And yeah. Then we'll be right for the gig. And so, oh, can we get the rehearsal room for Tuesday night? She goes, no, we're totally booked out. And we're like, oh, maybe we should have rehearsed. That thing of everyone gets along a little too well. Too well, yeah. And I yeah. love seeing those guys, but we get too caught up. I was like, oh, maybe we should rehearse instead of just sitting around here trying to pop each other and make each other <laughs> laugh. Love so it. It's a bit of an infectious attitude, but you know, I think I'd like to think that translates in it because it's got to be a fun thing. You yeah, can't be man. up there thing this next song's called "Sexy Boy" and oh, you played that a bit fast. Like, oh, let's get up there. It's not. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, We're not, exactly. You know, it's not foreigner. Yeah, which would be funny. A foreigner type doing. F- Wrestling songs in a foreigner style. Hmm, that might be the next.
0: <laughs> yeah, See, our fifth call was here. He'd go, "Yep, let's do it." <laughs> let's do it. We were saying that he wants to do another one where you're a wedding band that showed up to a gig? Oh, and yeah. don't really realise that it's you're at a rock show or something. Yeah, yeah. Or there was like an Elvis one do, the kiss doing was, kiss, yeah. Yeah, kiss. Yeah, Kiss. Yeah, the, the wedding
1: one. one's funny. Or it was gonna be uh, the wedding thing. We'd actually get wedding gigs. Yes. But I'd do the drunken, what are you People looking out with a cigarette hanging out. Yeah. Oh, look at the bride. Ah, oh, she looks like she's had a good time. Oh, yeah, all the yeah. boys in the band went through. So and so the guests would obviously the people booking it would know the no, shtick the that shtick. it's oh, it's an offensive wedding band, but the guests. So Would be like, What the hell the is that? going Which, on? Again, I think Just it's hilarious. Work. Like one of the guys in Kiss Joya said after mm. the Last Millionaires Club. So I said if people don't get it, let's go out there like we're playing at ten thousand people. Thank you, Melbourne. Or thank you, Mornington, I think we were doing. Yeah, yeah. And afterwards, one of the guys said, "He goes, you guys just love fucking with a crowd, don't you?" Yeah. <laughs> so it's half the time, often for our own amusement. Yeah. yeah. oh, we thought that was funny, and yeah, yeah. we don't care. For everyone's been in it that long. I, I always think of what Christopher Reeve said when he got the part of Superman. Yeah. You know, and he's a trained Juilliard actor. Yeah. And at that time, he was. Auditioning for an underwear commercial, and someone said, Oh, and they're doing this Superman movie, you should go for that. And he remembers he got the Superman role, but his heart was set on the underwear commercial that he didn't get, and he was what? really bummed about the, oh, I didn't get the underwear. That it's sometimes when you pin your hopes on everything, Something, and yeah. that doesn't, it's often the things you don't care about. Oh, I'm just going to do this for fun. And that ends up working out or being fun and being more sustainable. Sustainable, because yeah. Because I think sometimes – and it's good. You want to have pride in your work, obviously. But yeah. I think sometimes you can get too into it and too yeah. – It does Rejected. your head in. And yeah, being yeah. around now, we go, oh, you know, we're, we're doing it for fun. It's for our well, – Almost for our own amusement. Yeah, yeah. And if we're not if we're not up here having a laugh about it, and, oh, you yeah, fucked up point? that second verse. Sorry, I'm allowed to swear on your show. I have been yeah, dropping f bombs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, oh, you fucked up that second verse. Yeah. We're not going back. Oh, next day you fucked up that verse. No, we just laugh and yeah. yeah, I fucked it up too. And <laughs> what do you do? You, you you learn just to let it go and roll off it and laugh at yeah. it. Yeah. Well,
0: and, and that's the perfect band for that kind of mm. thing as well, you know, because it is. Um, the people that are going to come to see that are going to be there for a good time. Yeah,
1: you know, and um, and you sort of have to do it in a bit of a fun dickhead way. You couldn't be up there way. trying to do it seriously. No, 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 it wouldn't work. That's why I said, let's go out there and be a bit over the top. And yeah, You yeah, yeah. could put on your bike pants. Like, I don't get it either, but I get it, but I don't. Like, oh, yeah, of course, Ivka's up there in a biker vest and, and spandex biker shorts. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't make sense, but yeah, I get it. But Millionaire's Club. Yep, He's good. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> He's committed to and no shame in it and no uh, there was never that moment where someone looked at the other guy and said what the fuck are you wearing Oh, he's dressed as Bret
0: Hart yeah of course of course, of he, course is. he is yeah. so like what are you an idiot yeah. <laughs> like- love it oh well before we do finish up I do mm. want to ask you um uh before uh, the interviewer actually play a little bit of music yep. of the artist who you know the people are listening to. Okay. So of the bands that you've played in over the years, is there any one song that you would like to kind of share? Oh. Um, just a snippet of, just a preview. I think,
1: uh, well, just off the top of my head, if it's mm. going to be The Shine, probably Heavy Gretel. That was always a uh, one that I was. I can still listen to now and go, "We were kicking ass there." Cool, that, cool. And that you know, as I said to you about the album, that was the going in to do the album, yeah. oh, this sounds good, but Heavy Gretel, I think, was, okay, I think we're getting it now as far as, like, studio, the production's there. Mm-hmm. Is that, there a recording that of that song? Uh, I think it's on YouTube. Oh, there is like, one. I yeah, can someone loaded it up for, uh, Nigel McGuinness was using it for his entrance music in Ring of Honor. I got contacted by them saying, do you have music we can use? Because like, they didn't want to license music. And I said, sure, and he's coming out, which doesn't make sense because it's a song about... I said it's an ode to fast food and the women who love it. Yeah. And he's coming out to it. That's
0: That's why. Yeah.
1: I had friends who went to a Ring of Honor show in America and said, Yeah, yeah heavy Gretel's playing over the speakers. Huh. And we did I uh, had smear from the Speed Demons. I don't know if you remember them. No. Uh, legendary punk rocker. Yeah. And he came in, and he does a vocal thing. We did like a drive through scenario at the beginning, but we recorded his car. We hung mics off the thing and recording, and did this whole, once again, some theatre on the, on the CD, track. but paying all this money for a studio, and they were there like idiots recording a car out the back. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, Heavy Gretel, I think, was... Uh, right,
0: sweet. Well, We will have heard a little bit of Heavy Gretel. Mm. One other thing I wanted to do specifically for this pod mm. um, is I have a, uh, I have a box... I have a box of figures here, and I thought we could do like a live unboxing. Oh, yeah! So we Please. could, you know, we we've got Seamus and Cesaro, right? We've got DX oh, who wow. are going into That's the a good one. Hall of Fame. Did I watched the
1: Hall of Fame just before I came here. We got what's that? Ambrose. Ambrose and
0: Rollins. Wow! And we've got this really weird one. We've got <laughs> Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley. Give me a look at that! One. How bizarre is that? I think it's from about two years ago when he was like. Like managing that Raw or whatever?
1: Oh, like some of these figures, there was a figure, um, do you know in the, uh, what? what is it, Batman Begins and Liam Neeson plays Ra's al Ghul and they made an action figure of him and yeah. he's just in a suit Yeah, I remember seeing a picture of it online and someone wrote under it could you imagine the poor kid that for Christmas just gets an action figure of Liam Neeson in a suit that's like what this is like. No, this what g- is. a guy in a
0: suit a like who suit. would have
1: ever thought when we're kids buying oh look this Luke Skywalker's got a lightsaber one day now we're going to be getting action figures of just a guy in a suit, suit. <laughs> that's so true I like the, uh, the DX one the you DX you that. want
0: to unbox a DX one.
1: I don't.
0: Well, oh, so you, I was thinking if you're a boxer or an, an unboxer. Well, look, I did buy these ones so that I to, could susp- unbox them. Okay, but yeah. yeah. So I, I get my ones now that because uh, it's just a battle be, pack. You know what I mean? They yeah, cost me fifteen those, bucks
1: each. Seven dollars oh, that, fifty a, a one, figure. That, those are good. Those. That, that, I'll even. They've given Sean the lazy eye as well. <laughs> Is that one eye's really looking at the other, <laughs> and he's got. They've got his hairline right. God, the the detail on them. Well, as much as I love this one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know, I feel Well, let's just unbox both of them, man. Let's just go. Cra- I'll unbox one and you oh, unbox the I'm other thinking. one. All right, I'll oh, go this Mick Foley fun. And this is, If I knew we were going to do this, we could have opened the show. <laughs> here we right, go. We first, go. do you have a technique or you, yeah, you just no, rip I'm in? No, I rip this off here and then take that bit out like that. Yep, take so, the tray out. So this is kind of still intact, you know Yeah, I, mean? I do that too.
1: Then I take, yeah. can put
0: the tray back in there then throw it in the bin exactly. all together. Oh, this is
1: good. Oh, can you hear that, listeners? Oh, that is the sound of gold. <laughs> now, I've got brilliant. to ask you something. Yes, I don't know if it's just me, but are you one of those weird pricks who (laughs) smell the figure? Are you a figure smeller? Oh, man. You've been missing out. The smell of action figure. But I've often said, yeah, the smell of action figure, if you could bottle it. Action figure by Calvin Klein, <laughs> I would spray that stuff on and get all yeah. the ladies. But I can, the, the smell of action figure, I can remember what those LJNs smelled yeah. like taking them out of the pack in '85. I'm not going to smell that Andre now no. because I'll probably get rushed to the. <laughs>
0: The Alfred. I do wow, remember smelling good. like the He-Mans. The He-Mans, He-Mans had, had a very a smell. Specific, yeah. specific smell, which was quite nice. Yes, yes. See?
1: It's addictive and it takes you back. You know, they say the sense of smell yes. can really take you back. Yeah, He-Mans had a big smell. All right. And what other figures had a smell? That, that, you could, I reckon you could blindfold me and say, what is this figure? And <laughs> yes. I could tell you by the smell. By the smell wow, of Wow, this Sean's great. I wish we had a video. of oh, that Sean is
0: too much. Yeah, the man. eyes. Look at those eyes. Oh, my. What the... Getting, the Lazy eye. Oh, my God, they that's have. That's That is bizarre. And it's, this is just yeah. a basic, yeah. too. But they've this gone, isn't...
1: look, it's a basic figure, but please make sure one of his eyes is
0: looking at the other one. Oh, my God, that's wild. Okay, so on. we will definitely use... These um, these figures in the promo for the for this week's uh, podcast. Yes, so, listeners, you will you'll have seen these figures that I'm we've giving just them a good about. sniff. Yes, that we're, that have been uh, beautiful. We're going have you got a
1: credit card so we can chop these figures up and
0: really <laughs> sniff them up. Fantastic! They're awesome! Oh, dude! Well, dude! we will um we will definitely get these out for the promo for the show. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I know I trailed
0: off and Dude, uh, it was great. We really right. got a, a fantastic like um you know picture of mm-hmm. of your uh, career in music and in wrestling and and what you're all about. Oh, and thank that's you exactly for what, having what the me. podcast is, is is
1: here to do. Well, man. I hope you got some good stuff and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great to be here and see your cave and I feel we're a uh, very kindred spirits. Most Definitely, <laughs> man. Yeah. And on, it's WrestleMania Eve. I don't I don't know, I know when you're going to drop this, but it, tonight is WrestleMania. I, I think yes. we'd, we'd been trying to work on some dates for a while to make this happen. We have. And then we were like, oh, well, how are you for a Sunday night? Yeah. And you're like, it's WrestleMania Eve. And I was like, sold. <laughs> <Let's do laughs> Again, it. I'm like, yeah, give me a catch, a little catch tag to it or a selling yeah. point. WrestleMania Eve, of course. Yeah, the Bible man. We've had some Jack Daniels. We've got Andre LJN. We've done unboxing. This is better than Christmas. <laughs> Why to, tomorrow is not a public holiday? I will never know. No. yeah vote yeah. for me. Put me into parliament. I will make sure that WrestleMania is a public holiday. Which that, it really I don't think. Be. I don't think I've worked a Monday in the last <laughs> ever. No. I've never worked a Mania Monday in my life.
0: Well, I'm very lucky. As a school teacher, it always sits on holidays. So yeah. I've always got it off. Because then you probably wasn't... have
1: a lot of the kids not turning up on that day.
0: Well, some of the wrestling fans, I would assume, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Take I remember when the show came to town in October. I'd be, I was talking to the kids. Oh, you, you oh, I know the wrestling fans in the room. Right, you know, like, are okay. oh, you going to Super Showdown? They're like, yes, yeah, sir, can't wait, man. I'm like, I'll be there. I'll see you in the other seventy thousand people that are there. You know, wow, yeah, That's it's unreal. great. Man. I wish you were my teacher. <laughs> oh man, it, it's it's um, it, it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing you know some mm. days it's like any other job you know yeah. as a teacher it's sometimes fucking hard you know it's sure. really hard work but other days you have a breakthrough with a kid and mm. you do a song or whatever it and it it's, a, it's it. the best gig in the world you oh know? look so, yeah
1: and it's commendable You know, teachers uh, people are like the ambulance and nurses like, yeah. come on triple that pay these oh, are the dude. people who are doing <laughs> Who will oh, make it happen?
0: My stress levels, man, like mm. they they fluctuate. Some days mm. I come home and I just like, why am I in this gig? Like, and then you
1: unbox an action figure, <laughs> I, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's
0: what we're lucky. Some people
1: say, "Oh, you, aren't you ever going to grow up? You're still buying toys and stuff." And yeah. It's like, well, it's better than buying heroin. Yeah, right. Like people are miserable. I see people like yourself and friends of mine who are still, you know, we'll go. Chris Fresh and I'll go and do a. You want to. What are you doing Saturday? Yeah. You want to go action figure shopping? Yeah, all right. We're two middle-aged men dude, and we'll have the best time and yes. we're laughing all day coming home. Look what I got, this <laughs> and that. It's people don't have that in their lives. There's no. miserable people out dude, there. Let if me know, next time unbox- you want to go
0: fucking action figure Let's shopping, do it. I will be there with bells on. <laughs>
1: and then we'll come back and we'll review it. But action, middle-aged men getting together to shop for dolls?
0: Yeah, dude. Pff,
1: what's yeah. nothing wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. On that note, a great
0: way to end, <laughs> dude. Thanks Thank for you for having guest. me, Big Sizzler. That thanks was fun. For, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for being on the show, and we'll see you on the road and in the ring.
1: And in the ring, and I'll be back soon after Action Figure Day. Looking forward to it. Thank <laughs> you. you.
0: Cheers, brother. Oh. Well, that's a wrap, Sizzlers episode fifty three, all done. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share. Go on, just give it a little bit of a share there on the social medias. Use the hashtag Art of Turing Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Turing Podcast. If you are a first time listener, come on back each week. They do get uh, and uh, you know released each week. You know Tuesdays, Wednesdays, whenever they get out um, in the middle of the week, sometime. Come on back. And be a regular listener, Uh, a regular listener of the show. I'd love to have you on board. If you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show if you're a touring musician, a performer or a wrestler, hit me up. Or send me a message on Instagram at artoftouringpodcast. You can listen to Art of Turing on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you have enjoyed this episode, take a moment to give the podcast a rating with the podcast app on your phone and give a short review and stick around Next week for another episode of the Yard of Touring with the Sizz Dog. Now let's get into some plugs. I am back at the Sporting Globe this Friday night, the twenty sixth of April, from seven thirty. Uh, the Sporting Globe in Plenty Valley, yeah, near South Morang there. So come on down and join me for some classic pub rock acoustic covers, and for a meal. Why not? They make some amazing Americana-inspired food there, ribs, burgers, um, some insane takes on Australian favourites as well, the Palmer. Oh, my God, do they do a loaded Palmer or what? It's a, There's a whole bunch of them, but my personal favourite is the mac and cheese. Not a paid advert, but come on down um, and, you know, see me do some acoustic Covers at the Sport and Globe. Why not? The outro music, which you'll hear in a moment, is a song uh, called Start a Fire by The Pass Out, which is available to stream on Spotify or download on iTunes. You can grab the whole album, the debut album by The Pass Out, on all digital platforms. And if you'd like to grab a physical copy on either CD or glorious colored vinyl or regular colored vinyl, uh, visit The Pass Outs Band.bandcamp.com. <laughs> I got to keep that in there. the ban- I'm losing it. The passats band. dot pan where you can get all your merchandise needs including t-shirts, stickers, posters and even skateboards. I got through it. Oh man, that's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a few shout outs. Shout out to Chris Wall who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelled W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Mr. Julian James. Be sure to check out Wrestle Rock when the shows are announced and go and see Julian in the Millionaires Club remember that is spelt with a dollar sign millionaires with a dollar sign and um, yeah go follow him on all of his social channels that's all from me this week thanks again for listening tune in next time for another episode of the Yard of Touring with us is oh oh go oh, go oh. 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 And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by The Rock's Cookbook, where the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today will be your personal chef. Well,
1: that, that we opened for Bozzy on their first uh, Aussie tour. Yes. And um, the crowd were just doing wrestling chants the whole time. <laughs> like I thought, God, it'd probably be a bit annoying for him. But, yeah. Yeah, it was quite fun. That was one of his great... Um, quotes Jericho when we were backstage in the band room and they had a rider and it was a bottle of Jack Daniels and protein bars and Jericho goes you can have the Jack Daniels but leave me the protein
0: bars sounds like a good deal we can can work with that we can work with that yeah and I read um I think Foley's book is just oh that's a great one behind there yeah yeah, Foley is good and yeah that one Oh, yeah, Foley
1: is good. No, I, love, I love the first the one. First, have the a f- nice day. That's right. Have a nice yeah. day. Yeah, that's in there as that's well somewhere as well. Even with Foley, by the third book, I was sort of like, uh you're stretching a little bit. Yeah, I guess they've got to. It's like those chop, the Chopper read books. The first one was great. Yeah, yeah. And then I think after that, he thought, oh, for this kind of money, I can make up some stories. It's, right. Halfway through the second one, it's like oh, a bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, mate. I think you're pulling it now. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: <it>. us <laughs> see.
1: Oh I've gosh! Been busy looking at everything here. So. Yeah, it's good. No, know. well, that's so why visual.
0: I, I sp- did. I specifically um, get the guests to sit there so they can look at the, all the stuff all right. and you know, maybe sparks and memories because a a lot of it does span quite a few eras. Oh, everything.
1: Yeah. That's Um, great. I had those Ghostbusters that you've got there. Like, I just got rid of a lot of stuff I had to downsize. So I said to my friend, I got rid of a lot of crap so I could get more crap. Yeah, yeah. And some stuff I was just carting around in boxes for the last 20 years and thought, if I haven't looked at it in however long, at least sell it to someone who's after it. Like, I just had boxed stuff. And I sort of prefer the newer stuff, like the new figures now. The, the yeah. way they're doing them, the detail. Yeah. I'm just like blown away. Like that Cena one that you've got up top there. Pretty wild. I think that's one of the best figures they've made. Yeah. Like that's how it's got the t-shirt and all that. If you told me we'd have those when I was a kid, you know, and we had the rubber LJNs that you couldn't yes. even move, and yeah, they're, yeah, they're thinking they were awesome. I still have
0: one LJN. run oh, it yeah? In the
1: same cabinet. It's old, hidden up there. Like that. Ah, oh, Andre with long hair. The Andre. Yeah, I got that one. I got that one uh way later though cuz I got the originally cuz they did the Andre with short hair. Oh, and then they so did Andre. One first? That one was first. Wow. <laughs> I had a girl over one night, and I think this was this LJN Andre the Giant was laying around, and she said, "Is that supposed to be Gene Simmons?" <laughs> and now I can't unsee that when Gene I see it. Simmons it's very good. The hair's the spot mic. on. Yeah, yeah, just Gene Simmons. Yeah, I've got a sort of Gene Simmons doll. He's wearing blue undies and blue boots. <laughs> but. um and then they did the short hair Andre. Right. And then they did short hair Andre with the black strap on when he healed up. Oh, uh, of course.
0: So that's the first one.
1: Yeah, that was the original wow. Andre. Wow.
0: I have no idea why I own that. Wow. Um, literally, we must have had Hulk as well because mm. why would you just have one LJ? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> I'm you, the youngest Why would you just have one? It doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe the other ones were lost or mm. given away or something, but that one survived. Right. And it's been in, you know, my collection for, God, so long. I'll tell you something interesting about these too.
1: i like yeah. I've got the Bundy one and it when I dug them out after years and I thought, oh, it's got a cigarette burn on him. And I thought, why would it have a cigarette burn? Like someone had stubbed a yeah. cigarette out and I was on uh, some internet page and they were saying that the chemicals made to make these because yeah. they didn't know what they would be in 20 years. said so they're just sort of burning up. So oh. it's not from anything. It's just the chemicals in these, because they're decades decades old, yeah. just like toxic and just burn out. So they just, it's almost like, oh, so what? Is he just going to explode one day? Oh, so
0: maybe he, he got a little bit too hot in the sunlight well, or something. No,
1: no, I don't know. I think they're just saying the chemicals that are, these, are in these things, yeah. after so long they just have a reaction with each other oh. that obviously they didn't care about in the 80s when they're making kids' toys and thinking, oh, these aren't going to be... Sought yeah, after they're, in they're thirty just years. Objects,
0: yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, these are durable. Look at them; they still. Yeah, that's the only thing with those is the, in, unless they've been kept in the box or yeah. not played with, the paint just comes right yeah.
1: off. Yeah. Oh, that's that shot me as a kid. I was having yeah. the texture out and trying to read through it, and then the <laughs> our later series they did, like when they did Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. And I did like Ted Dibiase and the the mold. Of like the honky tonk man The mould was, was blue right. And then they put the skin coloured paint over it So his face p- uh, paint would come off The skin colour And he'd be blue, blue under underneath Then yeah, there'd be like the one man gang one Or Bam Bam Bigelow Those moulds were black So a lot of them you see Of like the Bam Bam one He looks and like a coal come... miner Because <sighs> he's got black face on Which
0: That's crazy <laughs> Yeah
1: So they were pretty The the paint jobs were pretty lousy on them
0: but... <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, and the that's the that survive, uh, end of eh? the LJN podcast. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, tune in next time. We're going to go mm. over the, uh, but the Hasbros. The,
1: <laughs> the guy from uh, Go Figure, I think he's got the set of the LJNs. I came close a few years ago because I sold a lot of them off. I was right. at that thing of I either complete the collection or I downsize it. So huh. I got rid of a lot of the rarer ones. Wow. And I'll just keep, you know, a handful. But yeah. thought, oh, I'm in that... Then you either complete the set or get rid of them, and then I just had to be ruthless. And I was like, ah, you just sold them off. Yeah, sold them off. So I was shocked at the money people were paying for some of them. Yeah, Like and just. It's mainly like the accessories. Like I had the heart foundation, but because they had the belts with them, uh, yeah. Everyone was, oh, do they have the belts? Do they have the belts? So Nikolai Volkov had the little hat. Yeah. The Fred Blassie had the cane. I'd kept, yeah. somehow I'd managed to keep all those. Jake the Snake had Damien.
0: <laughs> Honky
1: Tonk Man had his guitar. jeez. Yeah. So they did They did well with them when they wanted to, but yeah, a yeah. lot of them were pretty crap. And then they'd make random ones. Like they made a S. D. Jones and a Bruno Sammartino, but then you wouldn't have other people that you'd think yeah. they would make. So it was weird. It was weird, wasn't it? I'd like, I'd love to see, have uh, you seen that uh, show, what's it called, The Toys That Made Us? Yes. I'm hoping they do an
0: LJN one because I'd just love to hear what was going on yeah, man. at that time. Well, I actually um, spoke with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins about a month ago because oh, they yeah? had a promotion on their podcast. If you buy one of their pieces of merchandise, they will call you. Oh, right. So they called me. Oh, really? I yeah. oh, do international calls as well. Yeah. well. I guess they don't. Well, then... they called me at work and I, I missed the phone call because I was marking the roll. Right. <laughs> and I got out at recess and I saw the missed call. I'm like, fuck. Right. And I messaged them. I'm like, dude, I was at work. Can you call me back? And they're like, what's your number? And they, the whole time they were like, you know, you know, because because we called you back, you're gonna buy that other piece of merch. They were you, you know. owe them,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like,
0: yeah, all right, boys. But what I did actually get to spit out in the one minute that I got to talk to them was. Uh, are you guys going to be featured in the Wrestling Figures edition of the Toys That Made Us Netflix show that's coming mm-hmm. up? Because mm-hmm. I know they're making a Wrestling Figures one.
1: Right, yeah. I think they're doing the Hasbros or something. Yeah, I don't something. know. I don't know if it's going to be wrestling
0: toys in general. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, and that so would we- make sense because it would be able to cover all of them. Yeah. And and Zack Ryder's just like, oh, we actually can't talk about that. Oh. Yeah, bridges were burnt.
1: Oh, what they did?
0: They didn't specify. But mm. someone on one end or the other, like they were like, Yeah, someone. bridges were burnt, we can't really talk about I actually <laughs> I actually did a really cheeky thing and I was actually here in the studio when they called and I actually recorded the conversation. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. So I can this it. call
1: is being recorded for quality and training <laughs> yeah, purposes. I didn't <laughs> tell
0: them so I, in my mind romantically I was like I could put this little thing at the end of my podcast one week but I'm like no nah, I didn't I didn't ask them if I could record them yeah, so I, that's I'm not just, gonna... for yeah, just for yeah. personal use. Yeah just for personal use. <laughs> you know show a friend or whatever so. But I'd, yeah. I'd
1: like to see that if they did a, a covered a thing with wrestling toys because that's one thing you always assume are oh, Star Wars and um you know superhero stuff has got these huge um numbers to it but then you yeah think, man the wrestling figures would have to be up there and i know there's plenty probably plenty of people like Zack Ryder mm. who's probably got close to every figure made so i must yeah. be in the thousands I, I remember on their show they were talking about um like how many jeff hardys there had been and he had like all of them yeah and i was like oh my god God, that's... That's wild. That's almost too much. That's why I had that point of things where it's like, oh, you either commit with this or you go, ah, I'm just going to... Like, I'll pretty much just buy the Legends now or the retro stuff because I was like, I can't. You've got to set some rules, rules. some parameters. yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's what I'm like with my Star Wars collecting. If I Mm. go into a toy store and I see... This is all pre-banter for the podcast. We haven't even started. Just so you, right. know. yeah, no, good. <laughs> this yeah. is good stuff. The flow. Um, I I go in. I have a general rule. I break mm-hmm. it like all the time. But if I see a Boba Fett, right, yeah, or a Stormtrooper, mm-hmm. I buy it. Yeah. If there's a Darth Vader or a Luke or whatever, but there's a Boba Fett and a Stormtrooper, I'll buy them. Yep. And I'll leave the store. Okay. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yep. You know, it has to be a really special figure for me to. Go, yeah, all right, you know what? I will buy that yeah. as well. Oh, you know, good. so like the other day, they re released the Boba Fett Black Series figure. They re- oh, they yeah, released yeah. it in like 2013, which mm. I never got, I missed mm. out on it. Um, and then, yeah, they just really re released it this year. Yeah. Um, and it was just sitting at the toy store for th- mm. $40. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, take my money. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the States, that's a $20 figure, yeah. but down here, mm. we pay through the nose. That's
1: crazy. It's mental. And if you see it, you've got to get it. You've got to get it, it. You might not... Well, yeah. yeah. Now, we have the now, saying, you're thing- losing money if you don't buy it, because you may have to pay more for it later, so you better buy it now. Exactly. You know? You know? Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: the guy I bought that Cena off, I said, mm. where did you find this? I've yeah. only seen Elite Series 62 in Target. Yeah. Up to 62. Mm. And that's, like, 64. And the one behind it, the Kurt Angle, 66. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did you get these? Yeah. He goes, well... I find some of them in Target, but mm. I've got my cousin over the seas, he just sends them to me. Right, yeah. So I'm like, wow, well, dude, that's how you got it. Insider. You didn't find Cena at Target, yeah, bro. Yeah. There's no fucking way. Oh, god. Yeah.
1: And those shelf warmers, those ones that are going to be there for months. Oh, yeah, god. yeah. Still, you know, there's Alicia Fox. I don't yeah. think they're going anywhere in a hurry. <laughs> and
0: there's Sasha Sach- Banks. Yeah, see the her all Sasha Banks. Oh, my God.